Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you know what St. John Paul II said was one of the most important keys to his spiritual life? This great saint, this great hero, this great pope, what was it that was so important for his relationship with Jesus Christ? Well, near the end of his life, JP2 was looking back and reflecting, and he wrote about one thing that he said that made all the difference in his spiritual life. What was that? You know what he said? It was the rosary. The rosary, that was what was so powerful for his spiritual life. Now, some of us in the modern age here may wonder, the rosary, really? You mean that old lady's prayer? I remember that's what I used to think of the rosary when I was a kid growing up. At Catholic schools, we'd show up for Mass, and all the older retired ladies in the back of the church would be praying the rosary when we'd be coming in. So that was my impression of the rosary when I was young and growing up. Uh, what's your impression of the rosary? Maybe maybe you think of it as this old, outdated prayer like I did, or maybe you think of it as, oh, I know it's good and it's pious, it's important, but man, it just takes forever. It's this long prayer. That's my impression of the rosary. It's the marathon of all the Catholic devotions out there, and I don't, I don't have time for the rosary. I'm sure it's good. I know many saints talk about it, but I, I'm just too busy. I can't fit in that prayer into my daily life, or even if I wanted to, it's just so long, and I get bored. I just keep saying the same words over and over again. Maybe you felt that way. Or, or many times uh, there are people that think about the rosary as just a dry way of talking to God, a mechanical way. You just repeat words over and over. Hail Mary, Hail Mary. It's not as personal. I like quiet prayer, Lexio Divina, and uh, other devotions and all. But for for some reason, John Paul II felt that this was so important toward the end of his life that he, he wanted to make sure we understood how important this prayer is for all Christians, uh, that this is, this is one of the most powerful ways to grow quickly and deeply in the spiritual life. Mary leads us close to Jesus, he often said. He himself found great power and strength in this prayer. Uh, many saints have. And shortly before he died, he wrote a great letter all about the rosary, as if he just wanted to say to us, his spiritual children, this prayer made such a difference in my life. Don't forget this prayer. Turn to it. Turn to it often. And here's the key line I want to reflect on today. He talked about how in his own life, as he incorporated the rosary more and more in his life, he said he found that his life was being put into the rhythm of the rosary. His life was being shaped by the rhythm of the rosary. What, what did he mean by that? And, and what difference could that make for my life? And practically, how, how could my life be more in the rhythm of the rosary? What would that look like as we are approaching this very week, the great feast of Our Lady of the Rosaries this week, my friends, in the month of October as Catholics? You know, this is a big month for the rosary. Every year in this month, this is a great time for us to rekindle our devotion to the rosary, to renew it, or maybe if we haven't started, this is, this is the month. If you had to pick a month of the year, start any time. Time, but the Catholic Church holds up October as the great month of Mary and the Rosary. That's what we're going to look at 
in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and so excited to be with you here today. Thanks for joining us. Any new listeners checking out the show for the first time, especially those that may be in the Diocese of Springfield, Missouri. I was right there in the heart of the heartland of America, uh, speaking at their Diocesan Catechetical Congress, meeting so many priests and parish leaders and lay volunteers and young people, college students uh, for their Diocesan Congress. Blessing to be with you. Thanks for checking out the show. Uh, it was a lot of fun last week having my wife. I love having my wife on the show. We were talking about marriage and prayer, and um, we, we're, we're in this launch of our new book I've been sharing with all of you about. You've all been getting a little preview on the book even before it came out, but it's out now. It's called The Good, The Messy, and The Beautiful, The Joys and Struggles of Real Married Life. And it's been fun for us to be able to do some talks at diocesan marriage retreats together recently. And uh, I'm going to ask your prayers. We're going to be on a number of radio shows coming up here in podcasts and different things. So here's a couple things you can easily find coming up on October 12th. Beth and I will be on Catholic Answers talking about the new book, so you can check out that. And uh, on October 2nd, we're going to be with the Messy Family Project as well, uh, So uh, and many others here. So you can pray for us as we're doing the book book launch tour uh, here in these, these months here. I want to share with you something from Ascension Press. Uh, you know, they are, they're the ones that produce my podcast. I'm so grateful for all the good work they do for the church and especially for this show. I'm grateful for them. But they have a new podcast coming out that's going to be released later this month. It's a daily podcast. It's going to be with Father Gregory Pine and Father Jacob Janzik. And what they're going to be doing in this podcast is going through great works from different saints. So this is a wonderful way to get the lives of the saints or their their spirituality into your mind, into your heart. It's a daily podcast called Catholic Classics. It's going to be starting October 24th, and they're going to be featuring St. Francis de Sales and his book, Introduction to the Devout Life. So you want to check out that show, Catholic Classics, coming out October 24th with Ascension Press. Finally, last little thing I want to share with you, but this one relates right here to what we're talking about with the rosary. I'm going to be doing a bonus episode that's going to come out. So you may notice if you're one of my subscribers, you'll see this bonus episode came out this week. Kind of like what we did in Lent. I don't know if you remember back in Lent, I was inspired. I'd never done this before, but we did an audio version of the Stations of the Cross so that people could pray the stations easily in their car and when they're going for a walk just in the middle of daily life. And and that we, we got a lot of tremendous feedback from so many people on that. Uh, we wanted to do something similar with the rosary. So I'm going to do, a I have a bonus episode here that you can access right now on the rosary where I'm going to just lead you through the rosary. And I'll give a very short reflection, a short biblical reflection on each of the mysteries, very short, but something that you can easily use when you're going for a walk, you're on that exercise bike, you're doing laundry, uh, you're with the kids, or you're driving in your car on the way to work. This is a way to incorporate the rosary more in your daily life so that your life could be more in the rhythm of the rosary. So check out that bonus episode. I pray it's a blessing for you and feel free to share that with others if they want to incorporate the rosary more in their daily lives in an easy way, a short way we're going to talk about, a way that doesn't take up a lot of time, a way that you can easily bring it in the midst of your very busy life. But let's talk about the rosary itself. What did John Paul II mean when he talked about having our lives in the rhythm of the rosary? What do you mean by that? Well, I, I just want to share with you just 
personally, just my own experience with the rosary. I'm, I'm very grateful, you know, having grown up in a good Catholic environment with my, my mom praying the rosary when I was younger, a good Catholic school. So I, I was exposed to the rosary. I can't say I prayed it a lot as a kid, but I certainly saw it and we prayed it at our school from time to time. But over the years, as I've incorporated the rosary more and more into my daily life, I've, I've noticed something. I've noticed how it does shape my heart, that the rhythm of the rosary does something. It changes me. Yeah, it changes. I, I'm going to share with you. Today, for example, today I was on a flight, and so I was I drove to the airport. Go, I'm walking in through the parking garage, going through security. You know, and I got maybe, I think, two decades in, like just through that process. You know, I just was walking in. I have my bag, and, you know, no one sees. I'm not like coming in on my knees, like on a pilgrimage to Guadalupe or something. You know, I'm just walking through the airport. I have my hand in my pocket, and I've just have my beads in my pocket. And I'm just, I prayed two decades of the rosary just walking into the airport and going through security. Um, I noticed that when I bring the rosary in to just my daily life at the office at work. I might just have to walk from one side of the building to the other, and I may just, you know, instead of pulling out my phone and looking at my next meeting, I might just be praying the rosary, like one bead after another, and maybe only get five or six beads in when I before I get to the person's office that, that I'm looking for. But I, I pray for the focused missionaries when I'm walking across that office, or maybe I'm praying for a meeting or praying for some idea I'm thinking about for the work in focus. And anyway, I, I just find I'm just, I turn in these little pockets of space in my life, pockets of time to, to the rosary, or maybe when I'm driving. Uh, many times I'm making calls and having meetings on the phone when I'm driving to work or on the way home from work. And sometimes I'm, maybe I'm listening to an audiobook, but sometimes I'm just, since I just want to be with the Lord and I just need a little quiet, I need his peace. And so I'll pray a decade of the rosary or maybe another or two decades of the rosary. And, and what I find and I think this is what JP2 is getting is I find that when I do this, the more I do this, the more my heart is being changed. Like I might be stressed out about something and then I'll just, just do one decade of the rosary on, in the car. And it doesn't like change everything. I still have the problem and I'm still a little bit on edge, but I notice at least there's some peace coming into my heart. And I know where that's coming from. It's coming from Jesus through the rosary because in the rosary, we turn to Jesus. We repeat his name over and over again in the Hail Mary. And he's the Prince of Peace. And, and whenever we call on his name, we do call on his peace. I've noticed that. And, and this isn't anything dramatic. I don't want to make it sound like I was really stressed out and all of a sudden oh, I'm happy and it's all peaceful. It's not like, you know, maybe every once in a while there's been like a really big intervention where I know that God has done that. But most of the time it's just, I just settle down a little bit more. I find I, I'm, I'm just surrendering whatever, whatever it is that is troubling me. I, I'm maybe letting go of it more in the rosary. I'm surrendering it. And that makes sense because what are we repeating in the rosary? We're saying over and over again, the Hail Mary and in, and in that great moment at her Annunciation, she surrendered. She gave her fiat. She said, let it be done unto me according to your word, Lord. And so as we're drawing closer to Mary, drawing closer to Jesus, I think when we pray the rosary, it's teaching us to surrender more. We're surrendering like Mary did. We're learning to trust more. I, I know when I bring the rosary in like this in my life, I I find a little more focus. 
you know, that maybe my mind's wandering or I'm, or I'm just thinking about too many things and all I have to, I have on my to-do list or certain problems. And, and then I, I pray the rosary and, I, and again, maybe it's just a decade or two, but I, I find I just have a little more focus. Most of all, I notice like it's a way for me just to tell Jesus I love him. I could just tell him like when I, I come to that name of Jesus at the center of the rosary in the Hail Mary, if I just speak that name of Jesus with love, it's a way of bringing more love to Jesus in, in my daily prayer life and or just the rhythm of my life. So again, this idea of putting our lives in the rhythm of the rosary doesn't mean you have to pray it at every spare moment of the day, but are there ways you could sprinkle the rosary in more in your daily life? A decade on the way to work, a decade on the way home. That would be very simple, very simple way to bring the rosary. It only takes two and a half minutes to do one decade. You know, you don't, it doesn't take a lot of time, but you're starting to to draw closer to Jesus. You're starting to draw closer to Mary because the more we put our lives in the rhythm of the rosary, the more our hearts are going to be in the rhythm of Jesus because that's what the rosary is. The rosary has its rhythm and it's all centered on Christ. You think about all the prayers that we're reciting, the Our Father, the Hail Mary, the Glory Be. These are all biblical. It's biblical to praise the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as St. Paul does in his many letters. It's biblical to, to pray the Our Father. Jesus taught us to pray that prayer. Even the Hail Mary, the words come from Scripture, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Those are the words Gabriel spoke to Mary it, it, when, when he was in awe over the mystery of Jesus Christ coming in her womb, that he knew that this, this woman, this mere creature, this human being, was about to become the, the temple of of the Son of God, the divine Son of God is about to dwell in her womb. And he's in awe over that mystery. And he says, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Every time we recite the rosary, every time we repeat the Hail Mary, we're echoing Gabriel's words of love, of awe, of wonder over Jesus coming inside of Mary as a little baby. The God of the universe is going to be this little embryo in this woman's womb. That's crazy. And he's in awe over that, and he's praising God for this great mystery of becoming man, taking on flesh in Mary's womb. Elizabeth's words as well also are recognizing this. So we repeat that in the Hail Mary, right? Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. That, that's taken right out of Luke chapter 1 at the visitation scene. Elizabeth says those words. So we're echoing the words of Gabriel, echoing the words of Elizabeth, praising God, praising Jesus. It's a wonderful thing to praise the Lord throughout our lives in moments of great joy, in moments of suffering, in moments when things are all clear, we know what we need to do, we just got to do it. And in the moments of uncertainty, of things are cloudy, things are dark, it's good to praise the Lord at all those moments. And the rosary helps us to praise God, not just with our own feeble words, but with the words of the great Archangel Gabriel and the words of the great Saint Elizabeth, uh, the words of the inspired words of Scripture, God's words. We're praising God's with his own words. These are inspired. These words of the Hail Mary, the Our Father, the Glory Be, they are from the inspired word of God in sacred Scripture. And so we're using God's perfect divine words to praise him. It's just like when you love someone, you look them in the eye, and they say, I love you, and you say, I love you back. <laughs> That's what we're doing with God. He says, I love you. He's given us his words in sacred scripture, the Our Father. He's given us the words, so many of the words of the Hail Mary, right there from sacred scripture, his own inspired words. 
Same thing with the glory be, praising the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These are his words, and we're lovingly repeating them back to him. I love you. I love you. That's what we do in the rosary. I think especially the, the name of Jesus you know, that, as I've mentioned, that's the very center of the Hail Mary. I've talked about this on other shows, but thinking about this idea of the rhythm of the rosary, this is, this is the, this is the beat right here. You know, you know, I think you got the beat. <laughs> this is the heartbeat of the rosary. So this is the most important part of the rhythm of the rosary. It's, it's the name of Jesus. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, and so if we do nothing else, you know, I don't know about you, but my mind many times wanders when I pray the rosary. Does that ever happen to you? Do you ever get distracted? I think we all do, right? Um, even if we're really distracted or we feel like our heart wasn't really into it as much, if I can at least have my heart into the name of Jesus, even just for a few of the Hail Marys, it's a wonderful thing to give to God, Jesus. Just to speak his name, Jesus. Just like, again, you think someone who loves you just looks at you and says your name, and they say it with love. That's what we're saying to Jesus. If I, if I, again, if I, I'm very distracted, I don't want to be distracted and I should try to concentrate and get better. I'll do a podcast in the future about how we can concentrate more on the rosary. But I just want us to know that even if my mind wanders, if I at least say the name of Jesus in the Hail Mary with great love, I'm giving something beautiful to God. I'm giving him my, my, my heart, my love for him. And then, of course, there's the mysteries of the rosary have their own rhythm of going from the joyful to the public ministry of the luminous mysteries of light, the, the sorrows of his passion, the glorious triumph of his resurrection. So there's a rhythm to the mysteries as well. We want to put our life in the rhythm of the rosary, in the rhythm of the name of Jesus, in praising God with his own words, the words of the inspired scripture, the words of Gabriel and Elizabeth and the glory be and the Our Father. Uh, we want to put our lives in, in the rhythm of Christ's life from his joyful mysteries of his birth to his death and resurrection and the sorrowful and glorious mysteries. We want our lives to be conformed to Christ. And I think this is why John Paul II said it was so important to put our lives in the mystery of the rosary. I want to close with just a few practical things. I'm going to go really basic and then I'll get to some more deeper things, but they're very practical. And if I want to put my life in the rhythm of the rosary, what are some, what are some things I could do? So really basic here, go buy a rosary. If you don't own a rosary, go buy one. Uh, you can go to your local Catholic bookstore. You, you can order it online. Just get a rosary. And then I would say second, get it blessed. Don't wait until you get it blessed to start using it. You can start using it before. So, but you know, in other words, like the, the blessing of the priest, blessing your rosary doesn't like make it like a, you know, activated or something, but it's a good thing to do. You just go to your priest. You can just go to up to him after mass. It's a common thing. You can just say, hi, father, I, I got this rosary. Would you, would you bless it, please? Maybe you've never done that before. We do it all the time as a three family. We're always, you know, my kids will come up and have little medals and things and we'll get things blessed by the priest. So get, get your rosary blessed. Why? It, again, you can pray the rosary. If it's not blessed, don't wait. Yeah, it's not like it turns it on or anything. No, no. It, but it's a good thing because it's, it's God's blessing upon it. It, it. When the priest blesses it, it's setting it apart. This is not just something you're using for your devotion, which is a good thing, but it's being set apart specifically for that. Uh, so it's a good thing to do that when we have a rosary blessed. Third, keep it in your pocket. You know, I think you should have your rosary by your bedstand each night and maybe pray like a decade before you go to bed, maybe not, you know, but, but it is by your bedstand so that in the morning, 
you you remember, you put that rosary in your pocket, you carry it with you. Ladies, if you don't have a pocket, you can put it in your purse. That's just fine too. <laughs> but But we want to carry it with us. Have that rosary every day. Have it with you everywhere. This is more important than having your your iPhone in your pocket. This is more important than your keys in your pocket. This is more important than your wallet. You know, we always carry those essential things in your pocket. Well, this is essential. Let's let's make sure we have the rosary with us. Why? Why do I want it with me? Well, this is the next point I want to make is that we want to fill the spaces of our day with the rosary. I think this is the thing I've been reflecting on this year in October, you know, and thinking about the mysteries of the rosary. I, I, I think about filling the space of my day more. You know, we have so much space in our lives. We might be really busy. We might be really pressed, but we do have little pockets of time that come up, you know, like when you're waiting in line. It's a great time. You could just start praying a decade. You don't have to announce to the lady at the checkout line that you're praying the rosary now. You know, you just you know, have your hand in your pocket and you're just thumbing the beads and you get a few Hail Marys in. Maybe you get a decade in while you're waiting in line. When you're waiting at the red light and the traffic light, that's a great time. You could just, you're pausing. You could just pray a couple Hail Marys. A couple, and you're, you're just moving along, getting another decade in maybe. When you have to wait to pick up the kids, when you're in between meetings, you have a little space. You're waiting for, uh, for an appointment. You're waiting for that person in the office. You know They're finishing up a call and you're just outside. In those moments, when you're waiting in line, you're waiting at a light, you're waiting to pick up your kids, you're waiting in between meetings. In those moments, you can go into your pocket and pull out your phone and you could scroll Instagram, and that'll do an awful lot for your spiritual life, right? <laughs> or you could go check your favorite sports score. You could check email or whatever message came in. You, you could do that, and there's nothing wrong with doing those things. But you could do something better. You could fill that space with the rosary. You can put your hand in the other pocket and grab the rosary. Not saying you have to do that every time. But I want you to think about the next time you have that little pocket of space. You could, you're making a choice. I'm going to pull up my phone and turn to whatever the world is saying right now, or I'm going to turn to the rosary and turn to what God might be saying to me. Could you fill in some of those little spaces in your day? Maybe not all of them. Again, don't feel bad if you check your messages. You know, We have to do that in life. But you have to do it every time you have a spare moment. In our day and age, there's such a pull to just grab our phones. It's just constantly pulling at us. We got to look at our screens, resist it. I, I think if you just say no a couple times a day, a few times a day, just say, no, I'm not going to grab my phone. I'm going to turn to my rosary beads instead. I think so much grace is unleashed when we make heroic decisions like that. It might not seem like anything big. We might think, oh, the real things in the world that's happening at the United Nations or in Washington or New York on Wall Street. You know, I, I would say from a spiritual perspective, when a Christian has the heroic moment of resisting grabbing their phone and just being distracted and settling for superficial connection, superficial sense of how I use my time, you know, no, no. Instead, they turn to the rosary. They turn to Jesus. I think those little heroic moments do more to transform the world and change the culture than any big debate going on at, in Congress. <laughs> we need to care about those things too, of course. But let's put first things first. Fifth point here. So we talked about buy a rosary, get it blessed, keep it in your pocket, fill the spaces of your day with the rosary, especially when you're waiting. Fifth one, turn to the rosary in times of trouble. 
you know, when you have that, you know, some bad news or you're worried about something, you have some problem, something you're stressed about or something you're trying to solve, you know, you're working on a project, turn to the rosary. Ask for wisdom. Say, Mary, pray for me. Jesus, help me. Or I surrender this to you. I, you know, help us, Lord. I trust you. It helps us when we put our lives in the rhythm of the rosary, that we go into a rhythm of greater confidence in God, like Mary had, a greater trust and surrender like Mary had, a greater peace like Mary had. And then, of course, sixthly, pray it every day. That's what all the great saints talked about. They, they talked about how important the rosary was, these saints of the modern world. And Our Lady, when she appeared to Fatima, said, you've got to pray the rosary every day. And again, don't think you have to pray it all at once. If you can go to a chapel and pray in front of the Blessed Sacrament, that's amazing. Go for it, right? But many of us, that might not be realistic, you know? So if you have to pray a couple decades on the way to work, a couple decades going for a walk, you break it up throughout the day, that's totally fine. Don't let the perfect keep you from doing good. That's the last point I want to just highlight here. Sometimes we can idealize how our prayer life should be. And if we think I can't pray it well, I'm just not going to pray it at all. The devil loves it when we are, you know, have our own little perfectionism <laughs> like that, because it keeps us from doing something really good and powerful. So don't worry if you're distracted. Don't worry if you're a little stressed out and you'd feel like, oh, I can't pray the rosary. No, 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 just pray it. Don't worry if you can't pray it all at once. Don't worry if you can't pray it in, you know, peacefully, quietly in the Blessed Sacrament Chapel or or at home in your living room. You're, you're just do you're fitting it in while you're doing dishes. That's okay. Again. Try to get some good times when you pray it peacefully and in a beautiful way, but don't let the ideal, the perfect, keep you from doing good. That's a that's a kind of perfectionism uh, that keeps us from being perfected in Christ by turning to him more in prayer. All right, well, I hope this has been helpful for you to encourage you to put your life in the rhythm of the rosary and check out the bonus episode. If you want to pray the rosary uh, in your daily life more, you're looking for a way to get started or to kind of jumpstart, re, you know, get rekindled with the rosary, check out the bonus episode that you'll see uh, was released here this week. It's a bonus episode of me praying the rosary. Uh, so it's like a little audio rosary you can use in your car. You could use it when you're going for a walk. You could use it while you're doing chores in the house and just have that in the background. I'll do a very short biblical reflection on each of the mysteries to give you something to chew on while you're praying the rosary, the mentally, spiritually think about in, in, in those decades. But I'm going to do it in a way that is short and easy for you to use. Uh, and feel free to use just a couple minutes and then pause, and then you can pick up a couple minutes later in the day. You don't have to do it all at once, but I hope it'll help you encounter Jesus and Mary more in the rosary, putting your life in the rhythm of the rosary. Thanks so much for listening. And again, as always, you can reach me on my website, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. God bless.